August 29th, 2021. Mesh, who actually killed Kennedy? I'm just kidding. Who was it? Welcome, everyone. Um, oh, I was going to tell you this. I was talking to Manoli, and we need to get you out for a nice fishing trip. We do. I actually was thinking about that looking back on our uh, pictures we took last time. Mm -hmm. So we had, yeah, I was talking to him for, I mean, Mesh and I went on a salmon fishing trip over the summer. Went decent. We caught a bunch of fish, not a bunch of, not a bunch of salmon, but a bunch of fish. <laughs> Dude, we need to get you on um, one of those ice trips because they, uh, we went up to Flaming Gorge. There's a fish up there called a burbot and it's invasive up there. And they're nocturnal, so you fish for them at night. Bro, we drive to this, like, remote, remote spot of the lake. Like, nobody there. It's nighttime. It's freezing. It's the middle of January. And, um, like, we're drilling through a bunch of ice. And, like, walking out there. Wait, my phone's over there charging. But, like, I would show you the, the, the picture of it at night. Bro, it was probably the sketchiest fishing I've ever done. Because, bro, we heard coyotes everywhere. How cold is the temperature? Yeah, how cold does it get? Dude, it was it was damn near in the negatives because we were like it was the middle of January. We got out there at like eight p.m. and because these fish just eat at night, and we use these little glow um, like lure jigs that you jig mm -hmm. jig with. And uh, I honestly didn't think we were gonna catch anything, but we caught like four or five. And burbot, dude, if you they're ugly, bro. They they look like eels. They look like little like long slithery eels, but they taste really good. And I want to take you because that would be a an adventure like that would be dude it's fun we'll probably freeze my nuts off let's be real well we have a tent like an ice tent that we sit in which helps make it a little warm a little bit yeah we well, forgot prepared that's for sure oh dude yeah. we weren't prepared that's the problem because we didn't have like really a lantern <laughs> in there so it was like we had headlamps i, but I it could was just still... imagine one of you with just like a lighter like no we literally had like our headlamps <laughs> which were not very bright we didn't have everything we needed we and then we the place we were staying at, we were staying in Green River, which was like an hour away from where we were fishing. So we're driving back at like 11 p.m. through like the Flaming Gorge Canyons. Dude, it was sketchy. <laughs> but it was fun. I want you to come. No, that'd be awesome. I mean, we need to go more frequently regardless. Yeah. But I know. After festival, it's... Um, it's go time. We're going to do a bunch of fall fishing. Again, festival. Everybody festival. be there. It's uh, September 10th to the 12th. It should be a week and a... Or, whoa. We're under two weeks away, so... It's an all-day, all-night event. All afternoon. All a.m., all p.m. Well, not all p.m. <laughs> it ends at 11 p.m., but... No, it's a blast. Anyone who hasn't been to the Greek festival, please go. It's going to be a lot of fun this year. Uh, we got Governor that. Cox coming Friday. And I think Salt Lake Mayor is coming um, Saturday. Saturday. And um, I'm pretty sure those are only two. Like, and the most important guest, Mesh, Mesh is going to be there all <laughs> three days. Totally. So, yeah, we got a plethora of topics to talk about today. We got, like we just said, Jake Paul, Tyrone Woodley tonight. I'm, I'm going to be honest, I haven't really been, been keeping tabs on that. I don't even really care. No, at this point, there's so much other things going on in the world that it's, like, almost irrelevant. Almost. Yeah. Uh, obviously, in the sense of sports, you know, there's some big things going on. And we'll talk about soccer with Leo Messi going to PSG. We'll talk about mm -hmm. Ronaldo making that big move back to Man United. When did he do that? 
literally like within the last 48 hours. Wow. And the funny thing was that everybody thought that Manchester City was going to sign him. Mm. And then Manchester United out of nowhere came and signed him. Anyways, we'll get into that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like... Got Americans dying in the Middle East. Shit, man. Um, Rest in peace to our soldiers. Yeah, I... Thank you to our men and women of uniform, seriously. This is the situation out there right now. You know, I was... Last week on the podcast, I made a comment like, you know, uh, we equipped 300,000 Afghans. What the heck happened, right? Mm. Seeing now what kind of situation has unfolded in Afghanistan makes me realize, honestly, I genuinely putting it in the most simple terms, I count my blessings. Oh, totally. I count my blessings on a daily because what people don't realize sometimes is put all of the politics aside for a moment. At the pure heart of it, it's war, mm-hmm. right? There's going to be a significant amount of casualties. Yeah. Which there have been, okay? Our priority, bottom line, should be saving American lives, number one, and making sure that we help out those Afghanis, that they were our intra- uh, uh, translators, our guides, you know, our, our community coordinators, things like that, getting them and their families out. Because I made a comment, which is very true. The Taliban is literally a terrorist organization, right? And the first thing they're going to do is like all these little kids, you know? Uh, that's what I think about because I have obviously a younger sibling who's 13 at that age where, you know, becoming a teenager and all that stuff. And I think about it where, I don't know if you saw the picture, there was a woman who was lifting her baby, like literally a one-year-old baby, infant child, yeah, into the, the air yeah. and... Uh, because there was barbed wire, so mm-hmm. the the barrack where the wall is, there's barbed wire on top yeah. of it. And one of our one U.S. soldier was reaching over to make sure that you know the baby wasn't going to get hurt as he was lifting mm-hmm. the child over yeah. to safety. Right? Like you see this stuff, and it's like it really puts into perspective what's going on in the world. Totally. This isn't just in Afghanistan. There's, I mean, there's oh, totally. terrible stuff going on all around. I mean, we've talked extensively on North Korea before. We talked on you know. Uh, China with the uh, their their Muslims, um, the Muslims that they have, the Uyghurs, yeah. yeah. Um, it is terrible, and I, I'm kind of. It makes me wonder. Like, I see a lot of people comment on a lot of things. Like, I'm not really, I'm not really like keeping super heavy tabs on politics and social media and stuff right now because it just not bothers me. I'm just trying to but keep it general news. I'm seeing like you know, I'm seeing a lot of comments of people saying. And this isn't like a president thing, right? I'm not going to sit here and be like, this is all Biden's fault. Because um, there's a lot there's a lot of factors that go into this. Now, Trump had a... Trump had the same motive where eventually he wanted to take everyone out of Afghanistan. And the argue for those who support Trump is that he had it more strategically planned out. It was going to be a more prolonged um, exit out of Afghanistan. And other people are saying, well... The same thing was going to happen if Trump was in office. So what do you think, like, do you think this same thing would have happened if if we had the same deployment out of Afghanistan with a Trump presidency? Because I'm kind of like, like, I'm just trying to think of, like, a, an alternative it's to what could have happened. Tough, you right? know? Well, like, so you have to put into perspective, like, obviously... Every administration is going to have a different approach mm-hmm. to foreign policy. 
But the moment, so this is the thing that I think people have a hard time understanding. America's role in the international community is very significant. Mm-hmm. We we are the international community. Yeah. Any country in the world gets in trouble, who goes to help them? Who sends aid to help? No, I yeah, totally. The United States of America. Nobody else does that, right? Mm-hmm. We pay the highest percentage into the EU population to regulate, right? Mm-hmm. And they have a social safety net, right? And they say, oh, they've had it because it was built into a socialist system. <laughs> you got to look at what's going on. Some people hide it and describe it as capitalism. Some people say it's socialism. At the end of the day, you know, you got to see where it's coming from. But going back to the point, regardless of regardless of which administration was in play, every four years or every eight years, right, we elect a new president. Mm-hmm. Every four years, that is an opportunity, if not within those four years, always continuing on, for our adversaries... China, Iran, Russia, to, and actually now too, in South America, some of those countries are becoming a lot tougher, so they're landing themselves on the map, like Venezuela. Yeah. Venezuela has a pact with Iran. Iran sends Venezuela oil to bypass embargoes and and different sanctions, okay? So now we got down there, we got an issue, right? Anyways, point being is this. From what I see... Our adversaries will always have that upper hand whenever we have a new administration come into play. Yeah. Now, as the U.S., how is our political agendas and the BS going to be put aside so that at the end of the day, we can put America first, right? Like genuinely. Mm-hmm. And all people's interest, right? Yeah. To make sure that, hey, ga- gas right now, I just put gas... I have a dinky little sedan. Mm. I just put gas in this thing. Let's talk about gas. Make make a point here. In 2017, under the Trump administration, because of the oil deal that we made with the Saudis, Mm -hmm. to bypass some of the (coughs) OPEC restrictions that we were running into, full tank in my sedan was probably maximum $27. Maximum. Full tank. Yeah. And that's the middle grade mm-hmm. gas. We're August 29th, 2021. I just put $67. $67. I put 91 in mine. Six. That's. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yesterday I put 91 in. It was bad. You're I, not even driving a truck. No. Exactly. I'm driving a big car, but like... An SUV, but at the end of the day, it's not a truck, truck. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, when you used to go into... I, I, My dad says he likes to stay away from Costco or Sam's Club because every time he goes in, he ends up spending like $1,000 yeah. and only buys like three things. <laughs> it's because they sell in bulk, dude. I saw this guy do a comedy sketch on Costco and like... He's like... Let's get the dental floss, and he's like wrapping it around his <laughs> arm and stuff. Like, I think I know which one you're yeah. referring to. Actually, um, that's how, I think his name is Tim Hawkins. That guy's hilarious. But no, I dude, I feel I, I like every every time I fill up gas now because my car is not that fuel efficient, like at all, at all. And I kind of like, I'm like trying to figure out if I want to just get a more fuel efficient car. Everything is going to hybrid and electric. Yeah. Hey. So, well, here's the thing, too. They're going to make such a high-demand push for it. Why do you think, though, like, 
in general, right? Why do you think so many people drive Priuses? You think people like to drive Pri- uh, Toyota Prius? No, I have no it's idea. It's an ugly car. Nobody <laughs> likes to drive a Toyota Prius. But okay. it makes sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I... No, I'm not happy with the gas situation. Actually, well, places like um, Florida, and then I was in Idaho uh, last weekend. Uh, Idaho should wait, probably no, be similar to us. not Idaho. Idaho is similar to us. Sorry, if anything, Florida's like cheaper, huh? Florida's like two two eighty right now. I know Dallas is like two eighty right now. I mean, for those wondering, here in Utah, we're at four dollars now. So a little over. Yeah. It's it's not like these like some of the like high grade gas price. It's like four seventy, which is so bad. I heard parts of California it's like almost six dollars, which is dude that's like unfathomable. I'm sorry, like six bucks for like how are we? I don't know, man. So according to AAA, they have like this national estimate. So it says today's AAA national average. Is three dollars and about fifteen cents. Okay. Utah's is about four dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. California is four dollars and forty cents. Okay. Texas is two dollars and seventy cents, almost half. God. Florida, two dollars and ninety cents. The cheapest gas that I can see as of right now. Texas, yeah, Texas or maybe Louisiana or Alabama too. Alabama's pretty cheap. Yeah, and I know like people kind of shit on those states and like, but dude, I'd I'd rather have those prices right now. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Well, so going back to your original point, you know, I I kind of just rambled from administration issue on this, you know, mm-hmm. front to oil and gas. But point being is this. Whenever there's always going to be issues within the country, right? Mm-hmm. There's always going to be different types of ideological issues, political issues, racial issues, uh, and ongoing, right? I think the point of what we need to get at is instead of destroying our own country in a way, hating our neighbors based off of, oh, he supports this guy, mm-hmm. or, oh, she's done this. Or, you know, you, you have the new terminology of Karen, right? Don't mm-hmm. be a Karen. Like, I know a Karen. She's actually lane, a very you know, nice lady. <laughs> pay attention to your own business, right? Yeah. If there is something that's out of whack or that directly affects you, yeah, go for it. Say something. I totally respect that. I yeah. support that. But yeah. it's like... Now it, you can't even have a simple conversation without, you know, making somebody upset. I think that's the biggest issue today is not being able to have a conversation. But look at the comparison. Mm. In a, we can't, for example, we can't go, we can, right? We can go anywhere we want and talk about anything we want. Mm-hmm. Look at a country like Afghanistan. Yeah. You think under Taliban rule, somebody's going to go out there and put a little stand up and say, hey, we're a pro-democracy. We want to elect new leaders. We don't believe in this Islamic religion. Yeah. You think they're going to do like a door-to-door like salesman, like have a pitch ready, like, hey. Wouldn't go well for them. Come, come, come join the new alliance. This is what's, the well, this is what's funny to me is like I heard a lot of 
like the all news about no the Taliban's like joining Western news to to make peace and blah 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 and then like immediately after is when the attacks happened and I'm like what happened to those three hundred thousand soldiers you know the it, Afghan soldiers I think, I think good I'm just I don't know like what happened to them you you talked last week I'm pretty sure it was you that was saying um you know three hundred thousand Afghan soldiers. And then 75 Taliban members, 75,000 Taliban members. Like, what's what's the deal with that? Like, why is that? I, I want to go over something, actually. Because yeah, um, one of the um, Marines that we lost in Afghanistan is a local Marine. Yeah, from Salt, Salt Lake, Lake City, yeah. Utah. Um, and, I, and I did look into this previously, but I have it pulled up in front of me because I didn't want to butcher it. But, um, so the attack that was outside of the airport, it was like a suicide bomber attack. Mm. And so CNB, uh, CNBC released a, the statement says, uh, Pentagon on Saturday released the names of 13 U.S. service members killed as a result of a suicide bomber attack in Kabul while conduct, conducting humanitarian evacuation missions at great personal risk. Uh, August 26th attack at the gates of the Hamid Karzai International Airport, which killed 11 Marines, one Navy sailor, one Army soldier is under investigation. Um, Marine Corps Staff Sergeant Darren T. Hoover, 31 years old. Dude, I could never really wrap my head, my head around the concept of suicide bombers. Because, like, like these people are, are, like, so indoctrinated in what, like, you know... Dude, I know this sounds cheesy, beliefs. but like looking at these names makes me shake right now. Yeah, like I I feel like I'm gonna yeah. cry. Like honestly, no, yeah, I know it's terrible, but like I'm I'm talking about people who um are so like indoctrinated in their like ideology or regime or whatever that they're willing to give up their life so for the sole purpose that other people die. You know, that's just a crazy. It's it's and I get it. Like the, an like the kamikaze pilots, I know they like they like messed them up and like gave them. A bunch of sake before they like went out and they did like they they that's that's how like the kamikaze pilots were able to do what they do i mean so, do you think the middle do you think like the these islamic terrorists are doing the same thing or do you think they're just like solely well because dude I, i'm sorry just like the the concept of suicide yeah. bombers is wild to me so before going on to that i was just going to mention that so Staff Sergeant Hoover was only was thirty one, right? Mm -hmm. He the average age of the men and women lost is like twenty one, twenty two years old. Dude, that's our age. That is like yeah, that is literally our age. Majority of them are young kids, started new families. I'm looking at some of the states they're coming from, a lot of California, Ohio, Wyoming, wow. Texas, Indiana, Nebraska. Salt Lake City, Utah, right? So. That's wild, dude. Shoot, man. No, I mean... It's always terrible. I mean, when was the last time we had, like, a, like a massacre of, of American citizens overseas? It's been a while, I feel like. I don't know, man. That's actually... Last... I mean, I know people are, like, are constantly, like, captured every day and... You know, people have to go in and and uh, go save 
others, but I don't know, man. It this kind of makes me sad talking about this. <laughs> No, but it's important to talk. About it is very nobody important. Nobody talks though. about it. Nobody's gonna like you know. It's actually, very important. No, what I recommend is I always recommend this. I say literally go and like, because there's a lot of people too that they they would take the stance of oh well, you know we shouldn't have been in Afghanistan. The the military situation is this. You know we're not supposed to be nation building and yeah. Okay. That's all in the past, though. It's already happened. Mm-hmm. The corrupt politicians have already made their money off wars, off of greed, off of children dying, right? Mm-hmm. We already know that. Yeah. That's common sense. So I saw something on the Joe Rogan show. He was interviewing, uh, shoot, I will, the name will come to me, but the, this guy was a reporter or something, traveled the world and whatnot, and he was mentioning how this is a terrible, like, I don't agree with this at all, but it was interesting what he said. He said, the U.S. and China, the the democratic capitalist system we have here, right, the free electoral system that we have here versus the communist, authoritarian, dictarian, uh, totalitarian, excuse me, uh, regime that they have there, right? Yeah. He was comparing it and saying, well, there, they say, hey, if you talk against this, you know, we're just going to grab you and throw you in jail. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows. Here, it's like, they might grab me or they might do something or like I might get in trouble, right? It's like how far can I push the limit until I get caught, right? If you speak against like... Yeah, you know what I mean? Like for like protesters or like yeah. whatever, right? Or Well, you can you can push it pretty far here. Pretty far, right? That's the, that's the great part exactly. about here is, I mean, we had rioters that weren't even arrested last last year, you know? We won't go into that, but, you know. Well, like, and he was, he made the comparison though that like, at least China's up front. Like, we know that, like, here in America, like, we know the government spies on us, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, but, like, totally. we pretend we don't know. Or, yeah. like, they pretend, like, they're trying to be subtle about it, right? Yeah. It's like, what, you know, every, everyone it's knows. Just, it's this mutual understanding <sighs> that we just don't talk about. No, it's just, you know what it is? It's literally education. Yeah. It's based off of understanding and then taking that understanding and putting it into effect in your daily life. The way that you talk, the way that you present, yeah. certain arguments. It's, yeah. You know, the way that, because I, I had an interesting conversation with a peer, I'm not going to name his name right now, but like two weeks ago, we had this conversation regarding the current administration. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was bashing on them and all this stuff, which I agreed with 99.9% <laughs> of everything that my buddy was saying. And um, it got to a point, though, where I ha- I took a second, though I was hyped up with what he was saying. I agreed with what he was saying. I was all in for it. I took a second, and I don't know how it happened, but it just happened, and I said, wait a second. I'm an American, right? Mm -hmm. I've said this multiple times on the show. Mm -hmm. The best interest for America is the best interest for me, and vice versa. So why wouldn't, you know, why would I pick sides when I want the best for America? Mm -hmm. I think that's what the problem is right now in our country. That we have such a divisive system politically. It's so corrupt. It's so filled with just corruption, pure corruption. I think we should have seen that from the very beginning with the two-party system. Because if you throw two parties out there initially, you're basically telling everyone, okay, pick a side. And then, you know, then we're we're just going at it from now on. Well, think about like um, any kingdom. Like think about England, right? 
So they got a king and a queen and mm -hmm. everything. Okay. I mean, but they're not actually running. No, well, I, not now. They have like a lot of power, past. but yeah, yeah. Okay. In the past, okay. like, if you revolted against them or said something against them, right? Your head's done. You're out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a one system. That's it, you yeah. know? You're in it or you're out. Here, it's, we just mask it as a two-system part. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What do you think, though? Like, do you think we need to implement a more systematic process where we incorporate more parties that have similar strategy here's, and ranking and level to like republicans and democrats yeah here's what i think i think last year like during the whole election year and this whole like kind of start a coat well crap of a year just, yeah just <laughs> up okay, until it, up until the election and throughout like january 6th and all that um i think we were in like a cold civil war i really do and i think um i don't think anyone here, here's, I don't really know how to put this, but I don't think anyone in the country now, not anyone, but I, I don't think a lot of people in the country now are in, oh, smile. I don't think a lot of people in the country now are, are, um, willing to like literally give their life for their side because we like, we've become comfortable, right? We've become very comfortable. We've become very civilized. Let's talk about comfort. It's not like, it's not the same mindset as we had before. So I think we were in a cold civil war where people were, you know, we were so politically tensed up and then, you know, Biden gets into office, the left gets what they want. You know, they open what, the country. What does the left want? I'm so confused. Well, listen, they <laughs> open the country back up um, from COVID, like all the, all those like California and New York, they open all their states back up after, after Biden gets in. And, you know, you can you can say, like, oh, it was because of the vaccine. But it's like, well, the vaccine wasn't, like... It's an agenda, na yeah. Well, it wasn't nationally, like, nationally available until, like, March, right? Correct. It was a few weeks after Biden's inauguration when they said, in January, when they said, well, lockdowns actually don't work. It's like, you know, I'm... Well, how going fast back they to brought your, that to, I know. to market, too? Going back to your question, though, I think... Um, I think just two-party, like... like I think I, I'm not a fan of the two-party system. I think we need just a system of not no parties, but just a, a sense of, you know, and I don't know how we would do this. Maybe just like a bunch of independents running against each other. But I don't, because I, I'm, I don't know. So, I, I, I really, I, I don't know the solution to it. I just don't love the two-party system. Because if you have two sides... It's like watching a, a, a sports game. You watch a football game, you know, you're usually going to, unless you, like, really don't care about the game, you're usually going to have a team where you're like, oh, I kind of hope they win, you know? It's the same thing with this. You're not going to look at this, like, at this point, no one's going to look at um, our political system objectively and be like, well, I actually want to hear what Trump has to say, or I actually want to hear what Biden has to say. You're already against one or the other. Yeah. So I think we need to reform it to the sense where, I don't know, it's a bunch of independents or, I just don't like, I don't like this whole Republican Democrat. So the notion. World Economic Forum has an article that says, what, uh, which are the world's strongest democracies? Mm -hmm. Number one is Norway. And this is, this is. I think I read that too. Yeah. yeah. Number one, Norway. Number two, Iceland. Number three, Sweden. Four, New Zealand. Five, Denmark. Six is tied between Canada and Ireland. And then jumps okay. to eight. 
So six and seven there. Eight, Switzerland. Nine, Finland. Ten, Australia. Really shocking, right? No France, no England, no Spain, no United States. Uh, uh, Why do you think that? No is? China. I mean, a bunch of people. I know what people. Are no gonna Russia. Going to be like because they're socialists. It's like well, they're not. No Ukraine. They're not totally socialist. You know, they're not like socialist in the sense. No of, Germany. Yeah, <laughs> they still have free trade in those countries, and they still have you know. Um. Did you see that thing in Australia when they were, like, taking the kid away from the mom? That was terrible. Was, yeah. And you know what I mean, though? Like, that could be propaganda and all that stuff. I don't know because it's it not It could confirmed. have been. That's, what, that's right? what I'm saying. But, like, that was crazy. I saw that video. They and literally, the police were... Tr it was from the dad. From the dad. Was it the dad? Right? I think there was another one of a mom, too. Because yeah. if, if, uh, if, like, your child or, or whoever in your family tests positive for COVID, they, like, forcibly take you away from your family, which yeah, is... I, I saw one where... Kind of scary. They ripped the boy. The boy was like maybe eight years old. He was squirming all over the place. Like you could see the distress in this child just through this video, like 10 second clip video. And it made you chill and like have chills. Just because no, he had COVID? Uh, I don't know who had COVID or what the, what the, I'd like did not read it. You know, the, that's not right, man. The if that's the, true, that's part, not the transcript right. to it. But no, the, so the cops, they were letting, like, the father and the son, like, have a moment of hug. And then, like, out of nowhere, like, two of the cops grabbed the dad and then, like, the two other, like, paramedics, which were in, like, these morph suits, you know, grabbed the boy and they ripped him off the dad. It's just, that's, yeah, I don't, don't get me into that because that, then we'll go into lockdowns and restrictions. And I'll, I'm going to say this. When the government says, hey, we're going to take care of you, we're going to do everything for you, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, that's a problem. Yeah. If you do not see that as a problem, you are a lazy piece of shit. I'm sorry. That is so, like, that was one of the most things that I've, that's been sitting in my throat for a while. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of Democrats, too, that are capitalists, that they're smart. You know, they, they, they want kind of what Republicans want, too. You know, they can agree on certain things. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about that, you know. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm saying straight up from that perspective. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I'd agree. I mean, I, I don't have a lot of trust in the government as a whole in general. Just like, just as a whole. Not like. Not like with this current administration, not just as a whole. I don't have a lot of trust in the government. So I would agree if, if I would like to get a general consensus actually from like not only like listeners, but like in general, like I wonder what like the percentages of how much power the government, especially in the US, has accumulated like power wise as in control over the last fifty years. Yeah. I this should have increased a lot, I assume by now. They yeah, have a lot of power in my opinion, here's right? here's here's the thing though that I'm I've kind of thought about too before is like you have a country with so many people like the U.S. has maybe almost 400 million people, you know you have China with two billion, you have all these countries with millions and millions of people. How like wouldn't it become corrupt anyway? Because how how in the hell do you actually govern that amount of people? How do you prevent corruption from occurring? How do you prevent greed? Yeah. Like, I, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, how do you, I don't know, man. I'm, I don't know. 
It's it's a big mess, but regardless, I mean, at the end of the day, though, at the end of the day, with all this conversation and everything, I think, like we both pointed out, something's got to change. There's got to be new conversation presented. Yeah, we need new faces in government. Politicians are too old. They that's what I'm saying. Too worn out. These these guys. And here's my problem with it. I don't have a problem if the guy's been around for like 15 years. I get that. 15 years, that sounds like a reasonable amount of time. Probably get really established. All this stuff. But when you've been there for three-fourths of your life, as in like 25 years old or whatever, 28, you come into the scene and you haven't left until you die. I mean, good for you, I guess, if that's your entire purpose. But Yeah, but... How many times could you have... Go, go write a book. Go write a book yeah. and sell a book. That's what I'm saying. And you're also show. making enough money okay, by that just like point. Get out, of the, get out of the way, yeah. That's why, Mesh, we need to just do nothing but plan fishing trips. <laughs> and forget about, the, about all this bullcrap. Uh, we do, you. bro. Thanks for putting a smile on my face right there. Dude, we need to. We need to just... That's that's why I, like, love fishing so much. Because it takes me out and it gets me, like, thinking about others. Like, just thinking about, like, nature as a whole, you know. Sure. Yeah. Right, like Appre- appreciate what you have, people. Like you ever, simple things. you ever been out and like you just like look up at the stars and you just kind of think like we're this like little ball of rock just kind of floating in space and like those stars are so far away. What if they're a sun to like other planets? You know, what if there's like a whole nother like democracy that's just going to going to crap out on another planet? Because we really don't matter in the universe that much. We really don't. I understand what you're saying, but have you been watching a lot of Naruto or something? No, I was watching Neil deGrasse Tyson the other night, and it was so interesting. Neil, he's a character, man. you should come on the show. He's a character, yeah, Dude, he's a character. He's a cool guy. And he was on the Joe Rogan podcast a couple times, I watched that. And oh, yeah? Yeah, he's interesting. And no, he's very interesting, and like I, I saw this thing, I'm like, um, man, I'm taking a hard turn here, sorry. But like, the first civilization... Not civilization, the first city that was technically considered a city, like the first group of buildings that were built together. They were like these clay little homes that were all just stacked together. And they were all pressed together like this, so the only way you could get to your home is by walking on a rooftop and then you crawl, climb into your home like that because there wasn't like roads or anything. And like, you know, considering that we've gone from that to where we are now, like that was, I don't know, 100,000 years ago. From there to where we are now with, like, just technology, like, you know? Like, where did Bluetooth even come from? That's what I'm, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're just a, how, how do you, how do you make Bluetooth? And I'm just kind of like, I don't know, we make big deals about, you know, politics and all this, but like. So Bluetooth dates back more than a millennia to King Harold Bluetooth Gormison. What? Who was well known for two things. Uniting Denmark and Norway no. in 958 and his dead tooth, which was dark blue gray color and earned him the nickname Bluetooth. No, I'm talking about like your friend's Bluetooth. <laughs> I know, I know. Because think about it, bro. We're technology into by using radio waves instead of wires or cables to connect with your cell phone, smartphone, or computer. Okay, but here's what I'm saying. Like, we, we, like we're like we Earth, right? It originally was just a ball of rock and water. And then there was some life put on it. But So how does all these waves just come out of? Bluetooth is a radio technology called frequency hopping spread spectrum. 
according to Google, and it says uh, Bluetooth uh, divides transmitted data into packets and transmits each packet on one of 79 designated Bluetooth channels. The channel has a bandwidth of one in each Z. I don't know, man. I need to talk to an engineer about this or something. Can we get a couple engineers on the show, please? Get an engineer on this. Shit, man. The Seriously, one big though. thing that I do want to cover, too, transition into it. Go ahead. Cristiano Ronaldo back to Manchester United. Oh, yeah, we didn't really cover that. Messi over to PSG. These are huge, man. So, speak, man. Speak your, speak your let's truth. Let's start with Leo. So, of course, you know who Leo Messi is. Remind me again. Soccer player. Very oh, famous. yeah. <laughs> and. Big soccer guy. He was at Barcelona. They do this Since he was stunning tired. move. He goes to parties. Paris Saint Germain. So oh, I thought you said parties. 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 Like, okay. It's owned by the Emiratis and they're freaking loaded. I want to tell you right now, I'm pulling up his contract, the new contract he signed. Uh, and the new NFL. And he only signed a two year contract, too, Leo. Two year? Yeah. Which is good, though. It's probably because he's old. Yeah, he's a little bit older. He's going to make so much money, though. He's going to make on average about $45 million a year. Just on average, just on his contract. <sighs> what I would do with that money, dude? What would you do with, with like, oh, it's a two-year, $105 million, $104 million contract. Wait, two-year, 100 and what? $104 million. Two years. Damn. That's now, $52 imagine, million a year. So, what I'm going to look up real quick is PSG stock. That's just his contract with, with um, the team, though. Like, think yeah. about all of his endorsements and all of his, you know, sponsorships or whatever. The... The amount of revenue that he generates just from going over to PSG was insane. The let me pull this up real quick, just so I can make sure. Yeah, the stock almost rose an entire one percent, which is a big deal, and um, the club's revenue was just. I'm looking at. I, I haven't been following. I know we talked about fighting a lot like early on when we were doing this, and I haven't really been. Um... Oh, dude, Jake Paul's favored tonight. Did you know that? Skip. Jake Paul is? Yeah, Jake Paul's favored. Where's Tyron Woodley? Well, Woodley's lost all of his last like four, five fights. It was his last four, and then he he's also 40. And he's also a little bit shorter, but dude, he's kind of a scary guy still. <laughs> Honestly, though, let's be real. If Woodley does not win versus Jake Paul, that's kind of embarrassing. If he doesn't win, I, like I'm taking Jake Paul very serious as a boxer, actually. This, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. If this, if I'll Jake be like, Paul, all right, like I know he'll be like, if he wins, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'll take I'll take him seriously. I'll uh, yeah. You know what? I will bet money on Jake Paul. On his, his next, next fight, yeah. if he wins this fight, <laughs> he just still hasn't boxed a boxer. You know, I'm not. Tell, I'm not saying like box the greatest guy out there. I'm just saying like box a boxer. He hasn't fought a boxer yet. You know, he fought a YouTuber, a basketball player, a not so very. Apparently, so Jake Paul calls out Dana White and says, "Hey, I'm gonna knock this dude out." And then Dana White goes, <laughs> "He goes get in line because I guess he said something about." 
Jake Paul only fights 50-year-old guys, so it would make sense. Yeah. That Jake Paul wants to fight Dana. I mean, he has. <laughs> that's true. That's like the average bracket. That, like, that's points. just the only, like, and I'm not going to sit here and talk crap on Jake Paul because it's not worth it. This is what he wants people to do. But, like, I haven't seen him fight someone, like, his age who's an actual boxer. How much is the pay-per-view? It's pay-per-view, I think it's right? 50. Showtime. Let me see. Um, 60. $60. I'm not going to buy it. I the can't. The official sports betting partner is Barstool Sportsbooks. Maybe we should put a bet. Should we? Wait, I tried getting DraftKings here, and it didn't let me bet in sports because I lived in Utah. So stupid, dude. Yeah, that might be true. Maybe we have to hack somebody. My dad last night, like... speaking of just Utah and our Utah laws, my dad last night with his Jack and Coke. Did you see my story? So <laughs> he's like, he gets his drink. He's like, this is the weakest Jack and Coke I've ever had. Well, it's because they, well, that's what they do at the bar. It's so they dumb. pour an ounce and a quarter, charge you $11 for it. When half the time the dude's hands shake and spills half that liquor out. <laughs> oh, son of a... I know. <laughs> We need to get hammered on this podcast one day. No, I'm just joking. And Cristiano Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, excuse me, is back at Manchester United, which is a huge deal. Yeah. Huge. Cristiano Ronaldo, um, why did he go back? I think he was just was his contract Juventus and like realized that that team's not going to get him to where he wants. Was his contract over there? Not really. Kind of-ish. Not really. Okay. Yeah, but... You know, I'll be honest though, it's not like the Ronaldo return is a big deal, but it's like not as big of a deal as Messi going to PSG. I feel like Messi going to PSG triggered something for Ronaldo to leave because, yeah, how's um, oh shoot, he definitely didn't go for the money because says Ronaldo has left Juventus and will return to Manchester United club announced Friday in a 15 million dollar deal with a potential of uh, about 10 million add ons. So, you, you watch soccer often. Not anymore because you know. Do you have a favorite team? I do. I do have a favorite team. Who? Bayern. Bayern Munich. Bayern München. Well, you're from Germany, so. So the Bavarians, they are the Lions of the Bundesliga, the German Super League, and multiple times have they competed in the Champions League. Bayern. The reason I love Bayern so much, and I'm this is not BS. From day one, my entire family is diehard Bayern fans. My uh, my aunt's oldest son has season box tickets to the Bayern games yeah. and has for about, I think this is going to be his 12th year. That's sick. Yeah, like has pictures with all the players like in his office and all that stuff. That's way sick. Bayern is the only team from my understanding that has kept a very strategic pathway. They haven't had changes up in ownership. They change the coach when they need to or when they want to. They buy players when they want to to make the team a little stronger. Mm-hmm. But all of their players are developed, and then they end up sticking and staying at Bayern for the majority of the time. Yeah. And Bayern, no matter what, they never sign like they never sign a Ronaldo or a Messi. Never. But they've always been competing at the top of the game, and always beating these guys because they had some good quality players like Lewandowski. He was this Polish guy. Okay? Do they have like a plays. very just consistent, long tenured coach? Exactly. Well, no. The coach, the coaches came and gone. But the team structure is very consistent. Okay. The formations in which they play, even though they might change it per game depending on who their opponent is, is very structured. They have a playmaker. His name is Joshua Kimmich. Josh, right? In American call him. Joshua Kimmich in German. So uh, 
they had him. He's one of those like kids that came up in the academy, played as a youngster, came through all these, you know, makes it to the first team. Yeah. He's the captain, wins the captainship, which is a big deal inside. Okay. Wins the captainship. They move him around from multiple positions. They had him in defense, they move him to, to offense, into the midfield, whatever. Mm-hmm. They figured his position's midfield. The difference is this a lot of teams will not move players to figure out, hey, where am I going to put this guy to make sure he's most effective? Okay? okay. If somebody's a forward, they're always just going to be a forward. Or if yeah. somebody's a left wing, they're going to be a left wing. And the reason I pick on Yashu Kimmich is because he's one of my favorite players, but also he's one of the most dynamic young players that's grown, you know, in the systems right now and fun to watch. Mm-hmm. The majority of the time, dude, these guys are making a lot of money. They can, they can literally buy Ronaldo and Messi, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. They get the money together by whoever they want. But the fact that at least they moved their guys around and gave them a little bit more longevity, gives them more structure, and then their guys, they keep them happy. Yeah, they're always competing for medals, which yeah. keeps the players happy. As a player, when you're playing on a soccer team, you want to compete for medals. Yeah. If you're not winning titles or medals, then it's really not worth it anymore. So who's who's like the top? Are, are they like are they like the top dog in Europe or something? Um, I who's, would say there's a combination of five teams in Europe. Okay, that are the top dog. So that would include like the Spain, England, Germany, Europe. No order specifically. But in Germany, it's always between Bayern Munich and Dortmund, which is the rivals, but Bayern is usually on top. Mm-hmm. In Spain, it's either between Real Madrid or Barcelona. Usually Barcelona, the last couple of years, has been on top. Yeah. In England, right now, it's between Liverpool and Manchester City. Mixed between them. And in France, it's PSG. That's yeah. It. So, like... Five-ish teams right there, you know, give or take who you're going to take in each league, but five-ish teams that are always at the top of the game. So do do soccer trades work similar to, like, NFL trades where... Yeah. Okay, so... So, uh, the... the Because here's the thing is, like, Tom Brady goes from New England to not a very... This is just, like, my only thing. Like, Tom Brady is, like, the name of the NFL, right? Yeah. He goes from New England to a not... Not very good Tampa Bay team. I mean, they got a pretty stacked defense for this last year. Um, but I'm confused because Messi goes from Barcelona to another really good team. And usually that's not how... Like, that wouldn't be, like, a, a regular trade in the NFL. You know, so, like, what... Um, I'm just, I'm just like, trying to think, like, how, how trades work. Well, in, here's the thing, though. So, there's a... Obviously, like, in the NBA, NFL, you always have, like, managers, right? Mm-hmm. I would, in comparison to like soccer, I feel like there's, even though there's a lot of managers, there's fewer top managers. Okay. There's only a couple like really, really top dog managers that they facilitate the contracts for these, you know, multi million slash billion dollar players, right? And um, two names I always have on the top of my Jorge Mendes, which is the uh, manager for Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Messi's manager is his dad. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what his name is. Uh, and then uh, Mina, uh, Mina, Mino Raiola. Um, he's an Italian guy. So funny. If you look at him, he looks like garbage man worker or something. Just big belly, fat guy, just slobby looking guy. Not really slobby, but you know what I mean. You yeah. know. 
He represents some of the best players in the world. But yeah. the contracts are like, for example, I'll sell you this player. If you don't like that player, you can sell him. But if you want to sell him, you pay me out the clause. Or you sell him and include me in that new contract somehow. Okay. And then think about the next team. If the next team does that again. Yeah. And then the next, you know what I mean? So it's, so it's, this, okay. it's this ongoing process. So, for example, for Messi to be able to go from Barcelona to PSG, PSG probably had to pay Barcelona a fee and then buy him from the club to pay out his contract or whatever mm -hmm. and then buy his contract, right? So not only are they paying Messi, but they got to pay the club too, whatever fees and, you know, buyouts they have. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have to guarantee a certain number of endorsements, et cetera, et cetera. So that's on top of it, you know? Yeah. So it's really, really hard um, because there's so much money involved. Mm -hmm. But typically speaking, you'll see big players make a move in two conditions. One, if the media is against them or something is going wrong with them portrayed in the media. Yeah. Or two, if they're just straight up not winning. Yeah. Messi... For a long time, he was portrayed pretty roughly in the media, even though it was Barcelona's like executive and their management that screwed up their financial systems and they got him in debt. Mm -hmm. Once they sold Messi, Messi went to PSG. It was a whole other story, you know. Yeah. Ronaldo going to Man United is not necessarily money, you know. Messi going to PSG is a money. PSG are paying the top dollar for one of the best players in the world at this time, right? And even though he's a little bit older, he's still in his prime. And the money, that money, Barcelona are just going to use it for the next year or two to float on it, you know, pay off some debts. Do you know, like, soccer-wise, what, like, like, what age period is, like, your prime? Because I know, like, MMA is, like, your early 30s. Yeah. Uh, NFL, it's probably, I'd say, like, your, after say, your rookie year up until your, like, a little bit later, 20s. I would say the prime. most prime years of playing soccer probably between like 17 16 yeah 16 I would say 16 16 17 hold on let me clarify that's for really academy, young for academy 16 17 for academy uh, excuse me yeah about 15 16 for academy but for professional in soccer your peak 23 yeah. Twenty-four. Yeah, that's that's what's amazing about athletes like um, Messi and even like LeBron. You know, these guys who are a little bit older, but they're still, you know, they kind of they almost get better as they get older. You know, it's kind of wild. And I, I don't know, some athletes are nuts, dude. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. Though. I mean, like, obviously, I've mentioned this before. I love soccer and soccer is something that I'm very passionate about but it's something that's died you know Yeah. it's not fun to watch anymore like everything's about advertisement money things of that nature Politics. so it's not fun <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, what else is new with you? not too much man I don't know why I want a dog I want a puppy so bad okay. I want a lab I want a baby lab a puppy so bad that'd be cool I uh you know I have two cats right? oh really? Yeah, they're bro. They're so much different than dogs. So our dog uh, passed like a year ago, mm. and bro, having cats after it's like it's just like night and day. They're more like people. They have attitudes. They give you. They give you attitudes. They get like hangry where they like kind of. I get used mad to have you. cats in my mom's when I was little, and 
like so they're funny. funny dude they're yeah they're hilarious they're like they just like I, like a dog you can kind of tell what he's thinking you know they're always happy they always like want um, yeah, they're always just like excited. Like cats, you just kind of look at you like, what the hell are you thinking? You know, you're just I a want cat. A dog super bad. There's some cute. What made you want a too. dog? Uh, to be honest, I just saw a picture of a dog pop up on my phone. I was like, oh my gosh, that's the cutest thing. Are you, you looking? Are you gonna look for a new place soon? Huh? You gonna look for a new place soon? Yeah, but uh, I don't think I would ever try and buy a dog because. <laughs> Realistically speaking, dogs are exactly like little humans. You got a baby, dude. Little dog. If you leave them at home all day long, that's fucked up. Young dogs, especially if they're big, are kind of a pain. Like if they're untrained, you know. If they're young, big, and untrained, like, bro, they get on the table. They they like don't like, and they don't know obviously because they're just they don't know like what's going on. I blame, like, owners for that because, like, bro, I'll go over to, like, people's houses sometimes and they, they have really big dogs, bro, and they're just, like, slobbering on you. They jump on you they, and they don't even realize they're 150 pounds. They jump on you and then, like, tackle you and claw you and it hurts and I'm just kind of like, okay. See, like, if I get a dog, it'd be, like, either a Border Collie or an Australian Shepherd. Right Something, like, not too big but, like, a decent size where I can, like, you know, take yeah. him out. Take him, take him fishing on my boat. I'm gonna get one day. <laughs> Your yacht? On my yacht. I just want a boat, dude. It'd be fun. Now we're gonna we're gonna plan it, dude. Manoli and I were talking. We're gonna plan. Probably burbot fishing if you want to go. Night fishing, night ice fishing. It's pretty wild. That's it honestly sounds fun. Though. It's an it adventure, dude. Fun. It's some. It's like just gets you out of your like comfort zone a little bit, and you're just like. I don't know if I'm for sure going to go back alive, you know, because we're, like, out here on the ice in the middle of the night. But, you know, it's a lot of fun. And then I've also wanted to do a crawfish boil for a while, where you go catch crawfish, boil them up, put some Cajun seasoning on them. That would be so fun. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Other than that, man, reminder, festival, September 10th. Yeah, seriously, we want to see people there. And then, uh... Well, after that, I mean, you got you got some work decisions to make. I got school that I'm going through now. Dude, I gotta make those decisions. I don't know. Talking, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. But I'm excited though because stay tuned for next week's podcast. We will most definitely be having guests. I'm not sure who specifically, but we will be having a guest on. Mm-hmm. Um, That's like yeah, <laughs> no, it works. Um, yeah, say something really important. Just kidding. Yeah, again, stay tuned. Uh, go ahead and share this podcast if you enjoyed. Um, send us something on Anchor. Send us something on um, on uh, Instagram. Our handles or my handle, at least, I think, we'll get yours on 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 our Anchor site. Um, if you want anything, if you have any questions, if you'd like to come on, we're open to talk to anyone. So. Thank you, stay tuned for next week, and have a good weekend.